Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning, Lindsay. I can't believe it. Person to person. I know. It's been so crazy. And I was looking at the calendar trying to figure out when the last time we talked. And I can't believe, like, months have gone by. It's been really hectic over here. I know. I know. I know. I've been praying for you. How is Aww. Sweet Taylor? Um, not so good. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's... Well, I'm I'm trying to remember. When was your launch party again? What month was it in? April. That's when I saw her. April 6th. April. Okay. Okay. So I'm trying to think. In early July, like we had her in and counseling um, starting around March just because she was having um, some interesting behavior and just outbursts and stuff like that, which are not really normal for her, you know. Yeah. Um, and we found out in... July, um, after a few months of counseling and just increasingly difficult behavior on her part, um, that she, apparently there was a situation with her boyfriend. She had a boyfriend last year who um, basically assaulted her physically. Mm. So we did not know about this until July. And once we found out her behavior has just been increasingly difficult, you know, as she deals with us knowing and going to counseling and having to talk about it, you know, just typical kind of trauma and hurt reactions. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of, I'm kind of not going into a whole lot of details, but it's just been really, really, really hard. And it kind of culminated um, in the last couple of weeks because she's run away a few times and always, yeah, always to where we've known we've, I mean, we found her within like 10 minutes because she's not rebellious if that makes sense. She's just hurting. And so she would always go to like her best friend's house. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know, so anyway, it's just been really difficult to deal with. And, and I know from her perspective, you know, she's finally at the point after the whole running away episodes where she's willing and like the council counselor we had was a lay counselor, like through our church. Um, and Taylor is now asking, you know, can we go to someone that I'm not going to see every day at church, you know, that really can help me with these specific issues? Like, it took her a long time to be willing to talk about it, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. So she wants to go to a, a counselor trained in what's going on with her, which is a good thing, um, mm-hmm. or that specializes in it. And and then she finally wants to press charges against the boy, which is a little overwhelming on our part. But... And I'm just glad she's seeing the need to move forward because what she's been trying to do is pretend like nothing happened. Sure. And, you know, and then it comes out and all this crazy behavior every once in a while because she's kind of a compartmentalizer who just stuffs things inside. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sure. So Mm -hmm. anyway, so we've had a lovely six months. (laughs) Wow. Yes. And you're overwhelmed. Oh, my. Yeah, and so just just please accept my sincere apologies. I've just been honestly just trying to maintain client work while also dealing with her her yeah, you know yeah. emotional outbursts and definitely yeah. wasn't fair to just definitely wasn't fair to you. And I'm just I hope you can yeah. forgive me for that. But oh, don't worry about it. No guilt, only grace. That's all right. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, and we had finished. Like I went back and looked at every, everything, and we had finished almost everything. I think the only thing I didn't do was send you like a wrap up note from our last call, but. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to talk to you is because I wanted to see what's been going on kind of in your world as it relates to face-to-face mentoring um, since we last talked, because I don't want to make a bunch of recommendations that you may have already done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Well, um, since, the last, since the last time we talked, I mm-hmm. did a webinar and made an online course. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, the webinar was very small attendance, 
and mm-hmm. no one bought the online course. So, okay. Um, and then I don't have my publicist anymore. She, uh, you know, she was being paid by Moody, um, mm-hmm. which is fabulous, Jean. Um, she, mm-hmm. she, she said she was going to work with me, um, and, she, you know, I, she gave me her fee and everything, but she's not really – she also has some things going on in her life, and I am a small fish in a big pond. So, mm-hmm. so I'm really kind of doing everything on my own. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Do so. you still have um, an assistant that's helping you out? I'm using Alyssa. Alyssa, so, okay. however you say it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to walk inside. Our neighbor is mowing the grass now. <laughs> Hold on. That's no, okay. I was trying to sit on the porch because it's pretty, but yeah, it's making a bunch of noise. Okay. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about the webinar. Like, what was it that you were covering, and how long was it, and when did you actually do the webinar? So I, it ran for an hour, um, mm-hmm. and it was basically um, mentoring millennials, growing them, growing you. So it's talking mm-hmm. about how, as a mentor, you grow as you help millennials grow. Um, mm-hmm. The material was great, um, mm-hmm. and I can, you know, I can even share, send you an email if you. You're very busy; you don't need to look at, it, but. Um, it went really, you know, I, I really felt that it was super professional. The people that mm-hmm. helped me also designed my website, so it was very mm-hmm. professional. But I don't have a uh, big email uh, list. And okay. so so they, they told me, you know, right from the beginning, because my email list was so small, you know, this will be small, but don't give up. Just keep trying, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, my main thing is that um, I have one open window that I have to jump on, which is um, January is um, Met National Mentoring Month. And so I want to, you know, I wanted to do it last year before the book, but it was just too much because I was doing the book. Um, but mm-hmm. that that will be a really big focus. My My thought is that I will... Um, I've been studying an online course, you know me, I've, but I'm not buying any more. But I did mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. one because it, it was free, um, mm-hmm. which is an online course from John Dumas on podcasts. Because okay. I'd really like to do a podcast. That's my mm-hmm. thought. Um, you know, my, my thing that I do naturally that I'm gifted at is speaking. I have sure. to work really hard at writing. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that I'm not good at it. I'm just saying if I had to say which one's easiest, speaking is easiest. So that's why mm-hmm. I was leaning towards the podcast. Okay. So that all, but, that all sounds good. That all sounds good. Now, in terms of, and, and by the way, um, if speaking comes more naturally to you, it's probably going to be easier for you um, to create resources like for social media and for building your email list. Um, and even just for content curation, like, like, how do you feel about doing um, video blogs every once in a while instead of just writing content? Yeah, or, I, would, I would love to do that all the time. That's what I yeah. would really love to do. Yeah. Um, and then also just video Facebook Live, I think, would really, really help you um, in terms of building an audience on Facebook and a reach for the Facebook mm-hmm. page. Um, like, one of my other clients um, – is very similar to you. And you guys might know each other. Do you know Julie Hunt? She's local. Uh, hmm. um, maybe not. Okay. She said she recognized your name, so I don't know if she just yeah, saw you I in did, a group. Yeah, I did the same thing. I recognize her name. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And, and so she's much like you in that she's a great speaker um, and great in person and very personable. And so what we've been having her do is these Facebook Live videos. Um, and I think she's doing right now about once, one or two a week um, as she has time. And really just to build the audience on Facebook. And then, you know, what she's doing is we're having her build in, like, call to actions in the videos. So it's not just her getting up there and talking about a topic. You know, at the end, she's saying, you know, you want more information like this, please go join my newsletter, and, and here's the sign-up form. Instead of it being text-based, request or it being kind of the image means, you know, the pretty images with the quotes and stuff like that. 
Um, what's, ha- what's helping her is, is these videos just to gain attention and traction. And because it's mm-hmm. more natural, um, you know, it just comes across a little bit better anyway. Like people seeing your face and your expression and your heart um, mm-hmm. usually draws people in more than just the words will do. And I think mm-hmm. also it might be something that will allow you to cut down just the time you're spending on, because we talked before about just time management and finding the time to write and all that sort of thing. And if you could do, you know, a video blog that's like five minutes long and post it as a blog post, you know, and then go ahead and upload like that same video on Facebook, you know, as a raw video file or do a mini session, you know, like an introduction session to the blog post on Facebook Live, that just might be something you can kind of, do in one sitting like several of them and then you mm-hmm. have your con you have your content for a couple of weeks and i do like the idea of podcasts um you know i personally have never set one up but from what i can tell it's a it's a great way to reach an audience it's just that you have to i mean there's the tech stuff that comes along with it right just yeah. understanding you know how to record it and how to edit and how to get it uploaded into something that's deliverable to the most amount of people, right? So mm-hmm. if you're going to do the podcast, just making sure that however you're recording it allows you to add it, you know, to places like iTunes and especially because that's where a lot of people go to get their podcasts. Um, yeah. And it's easily translatable to most devices, right, already. Like the technology is already in place, whether you have an Apple or not, where you can kind of, you know, access some of those podcasts. So okay. how's, mm-hmm. how's, how's the course going, um, like the free course through John Dumas, like how long is it? Is it just a couple of sessions or how does that work? Yeah, it was, um, it was just 12 sessions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And do you feel like you have a good understanding of what steps are needed for you to move forward in order to create the podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have confidence in myself when it comes to technology. But um, he certainly has given me a lot, you know, the right kind of um, information. Did they make any recommendations as to what technology to use? Oh, yeah. They tell you exactly what to use and where to go and how much it costs and everything. So um, I had to – it it was interesting because my web people that helped me with the webinar, um, they sent me a mic, you know, to use for Mm -hmm. the webinar and it's the exact okay. same mic I was going to buy to do the podcast. So I was like, okay, nah, I wasn't too off. It's really good. So it all yeah. works. So. Well, the good thing, though, is you don't have to – I mean, podcasts are not necessarily live, right? So no. one, of the, one of the benefits of having the steps that uh, John's course has outlined and, ha- you know, if you get your microphone and all that, is you can practice and see how it goes. Yeah, you know, and I think too. Um, I don't know if you if you feel like you engage in conversation better just talking straight to the microphone, or maybe if you had someone um, listening to you, like a physical person across the table from you <laughs> that you can right. kind of focus on and and talk to. That might help you a little bit with um, feeling more natural and. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I you know, I have um, a couple of friends who do podcasts and moderate podcasts, and one of the things they've always told me is to try not to have a full script, like in mm-hmm. front of you, because mm-hmm. then your tendency is to read it, and and so they're always saying you know have like a high level outline of the key talking points um, that right. you want to cover. And then um, your key, like, call to action, whatever it is you want your um, podcast people to do next, whether it's leave a review or refer the podcast to a friend, et cetera. And so that way you have kind of that sheet in front of you that has, like, those five things, and you're more likely to um, look at the topic that you want to talk about, the talking point, and then talk about it naturally versus just reading from a script. So mm-hmm. I always say I always say practice makes perfect. And one of the things I've had some of my clients do who are a little, um, like Facebook Live is kind of a scary thing, right? Because once mm-hmm. you turn it on, like you're live. <laughs> There's no, yeah. you know, well, five-second delay. I've already done, I've done that, yes. It's scary. Yeah. But, 
So is yeah. Periscope, and I do Periscope every week. So yeah, yeah, and I and I think with Facebook Live, um, a couple of them have set up like a private group that's that just they are in and me or them and like their husband or something, and so that way they can practice. Facebook Live, where only they would see it, and the other one mm-hmm. person <laughs> that's in the group, yeah. in a private group, just to get a hang of it, you know. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I think from a, a content creation standpoint, because I do see your posts still coming through and stuff like that on Facebook, I think that you're doing a good job of maintaining consistency on your your Facebook page, especially, um, in terms of content and. I think the challenge that everybody has is is reach. You know, like who is seeing this, and are mm-hmm. they engaging with the content? And and I I feel like if you integrate more video into that mix, you you might have a little bit of a better chance of drawing people to you. Now, the second thing is the video doesn't just have to be you, like doing a video. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another tool that was introduced to me by a publisher, so the publisher is using this a lot, and it's called um, Videoblocks. And what Videoblocks is, is they have a library of um, video, um, not stills, um, video loops, right? So they'll have a video, um, and the, the easiest example I can give you is like one of the videos they created, um, it was an Amish carriage, you know, riding down a road off into the sunset. And it was on a loop. It was like a 10-second video. And what they did is they took that video, and the software allows you to put, like, words and overlays over it. And so basically uh-huh. they, were promote- they were promoting a book, right? Yeah. And so they added, you know, a, a quote from the book. They added the book cover image. And then they even added a little bit of an audio soundtrack that's all done in the system. And then they uploaded that on Facebook um, as a video meme versus an image meme, right? Because Facebook is really favoring video content. Um, So the reach they've been able to get on those kind of video or motion graphics Mm -hmm. um, and the Facebook Live or just recordings of you as the author have Mm -hmm. really helped expand that reach. So those are just a few things, you know, to consider. And Videoblocks is not... I want to say it's like $100 a year. You know, it's not can you, a crazy. Can you spell that for me? Are you saying video block? Yeah, video, V-I-D-E-O, yeah. block, B-L-O-C-K-S dot com. Okay, okay, got it. So they, have some, they have a subscription. It's either 100 or 150 a year. And then when you have the subscription, you can download whatever you want. Um, and within the program, you're able to add the quotes and the sound effects and stuff like that. It's not like you have to go buy other stuff. It's just all included. So, yes, there's a little okay. bit of a tech, a, a tech, like learning how to use it. But then even Alyssa might be able to do some of that for you, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I have mm-hmm. a few links I'll send you of examples. And, okay. You know, just so you can kind of see how the publisher has been using them for an author. Mm-hmm. Um, just for a visual, but I would really highly encourage you to focus on kind of the video aspect to really help with the reach. Now, okay. the webinar that the webinar you were talking about earlier, um, you, is that recorded? Like, do you still have that? Yeah, it's recorded. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you considered trying to use that um, to build your email list as a free offer? Well, the webinar was free, but yeah, mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what you can do, and you said you had an online course. Um, how long is that online course? Like how many modules? Four. Four? Okay. Because what you can do is you can um, set up the webinar to be a free, like I said, a free offer to, to join the newsletter list, like a freebie. And then you mean once like my they, opt- you mean my, like my an opt-in. Opt- yeah, okay. Yeah, like an opt-in offer. Okay. And then um, that's the first thing is you could have that be an opt-in as a video. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, and Alyssa should be knowledgeable about this because she's in the same Facebook ads course that I've taken. And you can set up ads that are solely to build your email list, right? Yeah. And, 
and what you do is you set up this free webinar as an you know an ad to build the email list, and then a few days after they get you know the free video, you send them an offer with a discount for your course, mm-hmm. right? And that should help you as well in terms of actually getting traction, you know, to your course and and maybe generating a little bit of income there, but also having exposure to your work in general, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the first thing. Um, mm-hmm. And Alyssa knows all about, I don't know how many ads you've set up um, personally, but Alyssa knows all about targeting. I mean, there's so many things you can do with the ads and who you how you select who to show them to. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, you know, I'm part of a group called Hope Writers, and I have an ad that specifically runs only to anybody else in Hope Writers. You see what right. I mean? So yeah. they're, they're, not, they're not necessarily my clients or my email list. I'm basically running an ad for a course straight to those people because I'm in the group and I interact with them. Some of them are my clients, but not, I mean, there's like, I don't know, a thousand people in that group. Um, but because I know, like, their frustrations and their aches with writing and marketing and publishing and the course I'm offering is a prayer mentoring course, that's where I'm directing that particular ad instead of trying, you know, to reach women between the age of whatever that like writing. You know, that's a very broad demographic. And so there's a lot of things, a lot of things you can do with ads where you're targeting people very specifically. Um, another ad I'm working on, I'm targeting towards people who have gone to She Speaks. So I'd, they're not necessarily on my email list. They're on She, she Speaks, right? But because right. It's, it's an ideal audience for what I'm offering, that's how I'm targeting the ad. And Alyssa knows how to do all that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so I feel like sometimes with social media, we're kind of – putting our information out there and hoping someone will see it, <laughs> which, you know, is kind of what social media is. But there are tools available to us, especially with the use of Facebook ads and Instagram even has ads now and Pinterest where we can kind of narrow down the field of who our ads are being shown to, um, which increases the likelihood of them being interested in our you know, product or book or content and actually signing up for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And the other thing it, the other thing about Facebook ads is it does not have to be overly extensive, right? Right. So first thing is you could set a budget for $20 for the week, you know, right. and, Facebook, mm-hmm. and Facebook will tell you, okay, we can reach this number of people with the demographics that you've selected, mm-hmm. um, and that's what they'll do. They'll drip it out to those people for the week. So it's not like you're going to be in danger of going over your budget. You know, they only spend up to what you tell them to spend. Right. Um, and one of my other clients has a really cool thing where um, she okay so she has like a free opt-in you know for her newsletter mm-hmm. and then remember remember how I told you you make an offer to them you know to buy your course for example at a mm-hmm. discounted rate mm-hmm. she actually has something in between that so the second they sign up for an email list they get a thank you page that offers them a discount code um, to like an ebook or training manual Okay, um, for her content, and it's it's she normally prices it at like twenty dollars, but if they sign up right away, they get it for like six dollars. Okay, and this is not an income generating tool for her. The sole purpose of that income is anything she makes from that six dollar ebook, she turns around and spends it on Facebook ads the next day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To constantly build her email list. And she was able to build her email list from about 800 people to 10,000 um, wow. between between January of this year and now, just doing that. Ooh. Yeah, wow. like in, in, in all of her ads are targeted to building her email list. And now her email list is so huge. You know, they say the law of email lists is that, you know, roughly 2 to 3% will actually purchase anything that you offer them, Right. So from a mathematical perspective, you know, those of us with smaller lists, because I don't have a huge list either, right, um, we tend to get a few people that might actually purchase or none, depending on what they need. But the larger your list is, the more likely – the larger your list is of targeted people. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> people who need what you have to say. The more likely you are to be able to 
you know, have sales down the road. So that's kind of the, the second thing I was going to tell you is you're, you're putting out great content, but really focusing strategically on building your email list right now, um, will, I think will help you in the long run if that's kind of a laser focus that you have for the mm-hmm. next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I have. Yeah, I have to build it. I, it needs a lot of help. But it's not like you already have the pieces in place. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like you don't yeah. really have to go. You don't have to go do a bunch of work to do this, right? Yeah. Um, no. Like, like, didn't you? Weren't you going to do some sort of mentoring? I saw something about an event, a yeah. mentoring mm-hmm. event. Yeah. And I, that was I don't that, think it. It didn't happen because last week, okay. no one signed up. Okay, which which is unfortunate, but then you already created material for that, right? Yes. Okay, so you could take all of that material you created or a piece of it, and that could easily be this 6 or $7 offer we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. this, isn't, this isn't about you having to do all this work to get this situated. I mean, literally, if, we, if you set these little things up with Alyssa's help, it might take like an hour or two, right? But then mm-hmm. it's, it's done, you know, and then, you mm-hmm. know, again, depending on what Alyssa's doing for you, you know, one of her main objectives, right, would be to grow that email list using those targeted ads. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And I think that will help you a ton as well. Um, and then the last thing I was going to say, how did you get the um, the mentoring thing set up? At, was it at Brentwood Baptist? Is that where it yes. was? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. okay, how did that come about? Uh, I Well, because I go to Avenue South, which is a branch, I mean, a church plant of Brentwood mm-hmm. Baptist, um, mm-hmm. I had a pastor that supported me, and so he okay. got me in. Yeah. Okay. And how, like, how much lead time, like, how was this promoted that this event was happening? Uh, it wasn't promoted more than uh, maximum, I guess, three weeks beforehand. Okay. And I'm assuming you promoted it, but did the church actually promote it as well? Like, did they put it on the website no. and bull- uh-uh. bulletin? No, they didn't okay. promote it. Mm-mm. I did. I did I did um, two, about $250 or $300 on Facebook. And um. Okay, you promoted what, like at the registration page for it? What did you yeah. promote on Facebook? Ads? Yeah, the um, it was a, you know, it was just like a what the event was, and then you could click on it, and it, it took you to the description and the uh, registration page. Okay. Okay. So this is kind of an an interesting uh, conundrum. <laughs> Is what I was going to say, <laughs> because you know, it, it feels like if a church is hosting something, um, one of the key negotiation points would would be, you know, can you make us available to your members, at least the women's ministry, to let them know it's coming, you know, through a blast email or at least a notice on the website or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it is always it's hard to fill these events um, just based on your marketing alone. You know the the hosting church um, should hopefully do the same, and we just kind of ran into the situation at our church, not necessarily from running um, a program. We were we we were trying to um, offer a new small group, you know, at a new time, um, and we sent out information, but the church never did. So it just never, you know, it never filled out. We weren't able to reach, you know, the existing people there that probably would have been probably would have needed it. Does that make sense? Right. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard when you have existing relationships to, to kind of make those asks. And sometimes they don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like like they'll let you set it up and they'll let you have their space or, or whatever, but sometimes they don't want to promote um, yeah. ev- events that are not driven by the church, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Like oh, one no, of, that, that's what they are. They never do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe it's a matter of I wouldn't give up on that. I think it, would, it, it was a valuable offer and a valuable resource that maybe um, finding some smaller churches that will be willing, like that would be, you know, I would love to offer this. 
Um, and, and here's what I'm requesting in order to make this event successful for, for, for us all, you know, and have mm-hmm. the most impact. Number one, you know, you know, I mentioned on your website, I mentioned on your email list kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because, and, and, and it's not like a, it's not like an ask. It's very much, this is what I'm expecting in, in a very kind way. Because yeah. honestly, it, it benefits both of you all, you know, for them right. to be marketing it in addition to you. Mm-hmm. So, so all to say, out of all that mentoring content, is there anything you can think of off the top of your head that we could we could easily kind of condense or use a portion of, or, or all? I have no idea how much the material was, but that you could use as kind of that six or seven dollar offer. You know, once yeah. people sign up, yeah, once people sign up for the list, they would get this mm-hmm. immediately. Like I mean, they're directed to a thank you page that says, "Thank you, you're awesome. Join my." Um, you know, Facebook community kind of thing. And I have a special offer for you right now. If you purchase this right now, instead of, I don't know, 20 bucks, it's $7. Here's the coupon code. Here's how to buy it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that would be very easy to set up pretty quickly. And that would allow you, you know, hopefully some of that income to turn around and use and um, to continue to try to build the email list. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, I'll try okay. it. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. And then the, the one of the other things I was going to ask you is how many interviews, like I, I don't know what all Jean did for you. So did she get you successfully set up on a lot of interviews after the launch, like podcast interviews? Uh, not podcast interviews. I didn't have any of those. I had radio. That's what I Radio? Had. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because another thing is I have a list. Of podcasts that are kind of there's about 30 on there um, and they're a little bit more home homegrown kind of like what you're talking about doing right so mm-hmm. they're authors or speakers or ministry leaders and um, who who interview a lot of similar people you know authors speakers ministry leaders but their audience is also a lot of the same you know um, and I was listening to um, another podcast with Emily Freeman um, I don't, do you know uh-huh. who she is Okay. Yeah. She was talking about how she felt like out of all the PR that was done on one of her last books, that those podcasts were the most impactful. That's who she heard back from. Those are the people that actually turned around and purchased something from her beyond things like the radio spots, you know, and, and article pitches for big online publications. And so that's kind of the other ongoing promotion piece um, that I would really recommend. Is, and I'll send you the list I have because it's the name the website okay. and, and kind of the submission process. And it's really just reaching out to them, you know, and, and pitching and saying, hey, you know, I have this book and these are the topics I can talk about. Um, some of them are book oriented and some of them are more just like life story oriented, right? Mm-hmm. But, no matter, but no matter what you're being interviewed for, you, you know as well as I do, like you can integrate the themes of the book and what you're passionate sure. about, you know, right. into any interview you're doing. Right. So that I think that would be another resource for you as well. And to be interested, to be honest, it would be interesting market research for you to be guests on some of these podcasts, just to see how they um, organize it and set up the format. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like you, you won't be like behind the scenes to see what their tech stuff is, but you can see, you know, do they have questions in advance? How do they interact with their the people that they're interviewing? What information do they provide for promotion? You know, how does the, the interview itself go? You know, is it mm-hmm. horrible? Is it funny? All that sort of thing. Just to get a feel for what you you would like to incorporate best into your own podcast. Mm-hmm. And the, the other cool thing about that is if you spend some time pitching and getting on these podcasts, when you have your own ready, right, you can go back to them and say, you know, hey, I was a guest on your show. You know, I'm starting my own podcast. And, you know, this is what it's about. Would you be willing to share it with your readers or share it with your listeners? That sort of thing. Because Mm -hmm. you've already developed a relationship with them by being a guest on their show and promoting their show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to try. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's a learning day, isn't it? 
<laughs> I know, and I know it seems like a lot, but all these things that I'm telling you, with the exception of the podcast, that, that takes time, right? But all the things that I've talked about here, it's not necessarily as time-consuming as it might feel to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so just kind of going through this checklist. and What I'll probably do is I'll put this in a checklist format of – you know, this, 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 and this, you know, and, and I'll put a note there that you can check with Alyssa on the areas that I think she can help with. Especially yeah, when it comes great. Yeah, especially when it comes to tech and all that. Like I know she can set this up quickly because I know she's done it before, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it it's really what we're doing is we're just making little tweaks to the process you have, using content you have. Um and I'm a big believer that content is never wasted. So even if you try something in one format and it doesn't work in that format, that doesn't mean you can't turn around and repurpose that content, right? So even though the webinar and online course, you know, didn't do what you hoped it would at that particular time, we can tweak it and try it this way um, to see if it gains you more traction. You know, the same thing with the mentoring um, thing for the church. You know, you can still use that material, it's just a matter of figuring out what delivery method is that is going to reach the right readers for you and that they're actually going to respond and act on. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yes. I um, agree. Okay. Cool. Ooh, what, what, uh, what are we going to do with my Facebook launch page? Well, you've been interacting in there every once in a while. So how do you feel like they are, well, number, number one, from your perspective, is it a challenge for you to maintain that from a time perspective? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to pull it up to see how often they're interacting. By the way, the graphics for your um, face-to-face mentoring event were beautiful. I loved them. Uh, oh, thank you. They were they were exciting. All of my graphics were great. Just didn't yeah. get anybody to come, so that's all right. But I really don't think it's a content thing. I think it was a marketing thing, like yeah. truly. Yeah. Okay. And plus, you know, mentoring is off the radar screen, so it's going to take a while. Well, and, and here's the other thing. It might just be the right groups, too. Like I, when I think of mentoring, um, I also think of, you know, Nashville has a lot of kind of entrepreneurial, I can never say that word, <laughs> entrepreneurial yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. training. You know, they have the Entrepreneur Center and stuff like that. Like but, I'm, kind of wonder, I'm kind of wondering if going to places like that to have a mentoring event might be beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Institute for Faith and Culture um, mm-hmm. that's, that started in Nash- Nashville, and they do a ton of mentoring um, training events. Um, for very low cost or free. And so, like I said, sometimes it's not the material. It's just you're, you may not be in the right place, you know. Right. Um, so that's the other thing is looking at some of these entrepreneur centers. Um, I think there's this, is it called Spark Center downtown? I'll have to look that up. Um, but there's an office where they, um, uh, almost like a co-working space, but they have a lot of events there that are like, you know, training classes for people, entrepreneurs and authors and speakers. And I go to a couple of them depending on the topics. Like one I went to a couple of months ago had to do with um, digital marketing and, you know, remaining human in the social space as we're trying to promote God. Like that was an actual class and it was like $200, you know. Um, And I want to say there are probably like 50 people there, you know, not a huge, huge, like gigantic event, but but it was impactful, you, you know, and I sure. took a lot of what I learned and I applied it. And so maybe instead of um, starting with churches, even though I know that's kind of um, a focus for you, you know, looking at some of these areas where you've got entrepreneurs um, that need the principles of what you're teaching, right? Like yes. how do you do face-to-face mentoring? How do you engage and relate to people? I think a lot of that material, you know, could be used in that format as well. And plus it's mm-hmm. local, so you're not having to travel everywhere or spend a bunch of money, you know. Yeah. Um, but, sorry, I got distracted because I was looking at the picture and how pretty it was. But the face-to-face mentoring group, I mean, for the most part, I mean, it's slightly more engaged than um, 
the Facebook page. And the cool thing about Facebook Live is you can actually broadcast to your author page, your groups, and your personal page all at the same time. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, Facebook Live has gotten a lot better since it first started. And okay. so, you know, you could you can go in and select, okay, I want this to show here, here, and here while I'm speaking. And so that alone might help increase engagement in the mm-hmm. face-to-face mentoring group as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, if you I don't... Wanna... The, the other thing is I, we talked about this a couple times ago, but I, I really want to start a mentors group. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have authors groups and speakers groups. I wanted to do a mentors group. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know what I want to call it. That's the only thing that's holding me back. So, A mentors group for training it, mentors or it, connecting? It would be mentors. connecting and to get refreshed and um, just to be encouraged and new ideas and new resources and what I'm, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, and you're are you wanting it separate from, like, do you want a group for mentees and a group for mentors? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I would venture to say the group you already have, um, all we have to do is rename it. <laughs> you know, face to face mentoring support or something like that for the mentees. And um, right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a name. Hold on a second. I'm not. I'm not actually the best at names. I'll have to actually literally think about it. Because <laughs> um, I remember we would talk about this because the the aches and the needs are different. You know, yeah. between someone who wants to be mentored and someone who wants to mentor. Plus, you don't want people to be put in a situation where I don't know. Sometimes I feel like Facebook groups are a little. Uh, they give the illusion of safety. Does that make sense? So if I post this in this Facebook group and someone responds to me, it's kind of informal mentoring, but it doesn't require a lot of the mentee. Does that make sense? Like they don't have yeah. to commit time and commit depth. They just, you know, it can kind of become not always a healthy place to discuss those kind of questions, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um which is part of the reason I'm so strict, like with my writer shop talk group, right? That's why I don't allow certain posting, because we want it to be a, an environment of collaboration and support, and, you know, and prayer, but not someone going in there and just, you know, what I mean, like taking yeah. over the whole group with without purpose. And right. So yeah, face to face mentoring. I think if you keep the current book launch group and we just rename it a little bit to like face to face mentoring community even, and then mm-hmm. the description could state something like um, a place for those seeking mentoring, you know, to connect for resources and support kind of thing, which I can change that for you. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other group, you know, um, again, I'm going to have to think of – go ahead. Well, I was just thinking that it would not only be a faith group page and stuff, but it would be – um, possibly like that they would have to be members of it and that we would do retreats for them to get away and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And I even think too, like with the podcast, you know, I would assume your podcast would sometimes focus on mentees and sometimes focus on mentors, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so do you know Jackie Watkins from Mud Stories podcast? Or have you no. ever listened mm-hmm. to hers? Uh-huh. One of the things one of the things that she does is she has her podcast, but then she has a community where she posts the podcast episodes and opens it for discussion, right? So you could you could do that in these groups. Like if you have a podcast that, that's focused towards mentors, that can be a link. You can drop in, you know, the ap- appropriate group and say, okay, listen to today's podcast and, and let me know of any questions in the comments below. Right, okay. like you're saying, mm-hmm. you want it. You want it to be a resource. It's really, really, the groups are just meant to give you a little bit more direct com- um, community with with people that want your material. Where the Facebook page itself can be really hard to do that unless you're really investing in ads and like boosting your posts, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, Facebook does that on purpose. You know, they want you to spend money on ads. Sure. Um, the, the other cool thing is coming down the line, I don't know when this is happening exactly, but Facebook is rolling out to where you can do ads in groups now. So it's not just Facebook newsfeed or Facebook people that like your page. You can um, sort the groups that are out there and and basically assuming they're public, like you can't do it with closed groups or secret groups, but you could actually you know, run ads to your own group, not just your Facebook page and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, that so that's kind of cool. That's supposed yeah. to be rolling out. That's supposed to be rolling out in the next like, two or three months, I believe. So cool. Mm-hmm. And I think too, just having you know a strategy for posting. I mean, we've talked about that a little bit. Of you know, maybe deciding like maybe every Monday is a um, ask Jamie you know, a Q&A Facebook Live kind of thing where you tell them, and it's kind of like what you do with Periscope, but where you tell them, okay, I'm going to be in the Facebook group on this day or this time answering any of your questions about finding a mentor, right? And then they're Mm -hmm. there and you're answering the questions. Same thing with your mentors. Okay, on this day, I'm going to be in the group asking your questions about how to be an effective mentor, right? Um, You can do those things within the group. And then maybe Wednesday having... um, you know, some questions for them, kind of like what, when we did the questions for the book, the book itself and the book launch team, you know, just questions about their struggles or their obstacles um, or inviting them to share their story, you know, of what mentoring yeah. has meant to them. And that's actually not just for them, it's for you, right? Because mm-hmm. everything, that, everything that they share or any question they ask or anything they say, you know, your role or even Alyssa's role would be to go in and go, okay, someone, like 10 people ask the same question. So, Jamie, go do a video blog on this, right? Answer this question. Right. <laughs> you know, and then you go in and you say, hey, answer this question. So it's just a way to do market research. It's really the secondary motive of, of that kind of question. And then the Friday thing could be like a celebration. You know, what did you accomplish this week as a mentor or a mentee? Tell us, you know, what happened or breakthroughs or whatever just giving them a reason to celebrate, right? So some of it is strategy. You know, I'll answer your questions as an authority on what to do. Some of it is um, just insightful, like looking inward. You know, as a mentee, you know, what are you struggling with? How do you deal with this? And then some of it is let's celebrate what you've accomplished, right? So, So honestly, it's meant to be like a support group, which is what I think you're aiming for in yeah, both aspects. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. But because you're setting every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, this is what we're going to do, it also gives you the ability to schedule and account for that time without feeling like you constantly have to figure out what the heck am I going to do in my group. This and day. is that like all throughout the day or is that a certain hour or what? Um, what, what I've seen most is in the morning, um, you know, and I'm going to send you this link too so you can get an example. I'm just looking at it right now. So one of the guys I know that does this really well, he he posts, you know, in the morning, like like today is Friday. So he has a graphic that says, and um, his little thing is awesome, freaking awesome Friday. Okay, he's got his little hashtag. He says it's freaking awesome Friday. Share something freaking awesome from the week. Did you crush goals? Did you get a big client? Did you make more sales? Share whatever you want. Friendly reminder, this isn't a promotion. You don't have to do that. But we're just here to celebrate each other's successes. So he just has a picture he posts every Friday, you know, around 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. And then people throughout the day comment on that particular item, you know, in mm-hmm. the Facebook group. Okay. Um, so that's kind of what I'm talking about is you just set a time and, um, you know, it, it, it can even be scheduled. Like, do you, do you use a scheduler for your social media stuff? Mm, not yet, but I'm going to. Woo! I got it. Yeah, too much. yeah. Yeah, it is a lot. Um, the the most cost-effective one is Buffer. It's like $10 yeah. a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other ones that are way more expensive and all that kind of stuff, but Buffer will do what you need it to do, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, like, you could tell Alyssa, okay, schedule these three things for the next, you know, six months and buffer and she can just schedule it and it automatically goes out. So then you're just having to go and comment on, you know, people's responses. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So yep, that's good. And can you send me um, an example of who you think is a or someone that does you know vlogging on their website instead of posting a written thing? Can you send me someone yeah. that you like that does that? Yeah, video blog example. Yeah, I can do that for sure. Okay. 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 So does this sound like what you needed? I mean, do you have yes. any questions? Okay. No, it's perfect. So, okay. So if I give you kind of a checklist of everything that we've talked about and in what order I think you should do these things, right? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, and then a note as to, I mean, I mean, honestly, a list, and again, I know you have to, you have a budget and all that kind of stuff, but a list, I can do a lot of this for you from a tech perspective. So, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things I'll have on here, you know, for you is um, like determining from the, um, the Brentwood Baptist mentoring thing, you know, yeah. all the content, all the content you created. Um, would it make sense to just put it all together in a PDF ebook? And sell it for X amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. do you want, or do you want just pieces of it, or whatever? Like those kind of decisions, you know, you would need to make. But like Alyssa, like if I um, send this to you, Alyssa would be able to go. Okay, I know I need to set this webinar up as a free offer. I need to set up this thank you page. I need, she'll know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't you don't necessarily have to figure out some of that tech stuff yourself. Um, it's more just you know doing these quick tweaks up front. Um, to try to drive a little bit of the income for you um, and then working on the bigger picture, which is the podcast and, and kind of those in-person mentoring events. And I'm really trying to just encourage you. I don't think it's, there's anything wrong with your content. I think it's more that it's just not um, that maybe you need to look at a different angle from the audience of who, who you're reaching out to you yeah. know, mm-hmm. with the content. Because mm-hmm. churches okay. are no like I said, churches are, I don't want to say notorious, but a lot of, unless it's their idea, their programming, it's very hard to get them to promote anything on your behalf. You know what I mean? Yeah, they will. Yeah, and Brentwood definitely won't. Um, but on top of that, everybody, um, I did a consulting kind of thing where I went in and showed them how to do a program now to two churches. Both of them had more than 10,000 members, and I walked out, and they never offered me one penny. So my husband mm-hmm. said, that's called stealing. Um, mm-hmm. So, so now I have to, I have to figure out how I can get around that because, mm-hmm. you know, the the churches really feel like it's your ministry, therefore, you can mm-hmm. just give it to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think too, and, just and and literally also to encourage you, like I'm in the same season of you know I'm rebranding um, my business and refining a little bit of what I do. Um, and a lot of my target audience lately has been uh, Christian entrepreneurs and business owners. I mean, really, for for much the same reason. I mean, I obviously still work with Christian authors and publishers, but I have um, ads and, and pitches and stuff going to that group as well because of what you're talking about, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the entrepreneurs um, you know, they have a little bit more cash flow. You know, they have resources and stuff like that. And, you know, helping them create a book to promote their business um, is, you know, re- results in return on that investment for them, where sometimes within the author world, like as you're seeing, this, the book is not necessarily usually a cash driver. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like most, no. auth- most authors don't make a lot of money from the book. The book is really more a um, support to the mission or the message right. as, a, as a whole. And mm-hmm. so spending a, spending a lot more time investing your time and energy into developing so that ministry and that message with the book as a resource is going to serve you better in the long run and help you build your audience, I think, faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know this is a lot of time, so I appreciate you um, speaking to fine. me and sharing your time. So. Um, lots of material. Got lots of notes. And Good. Good. Have to bite the bullet and keep going. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, if you don't have any questions, then I'll um, wrap up the notes and send them on to you. And I'm just yeah. 
Wanted to remind you I believe in you and I do pray for you. Um, I really oh, think what you're offering you. I think what you're offering is fantastic. So just don't lose heart and keep plugging along and I still firmly believe that, you know, God brings people to us in the right time and the right place, you know, for Absolutely. our ministries and our messages. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and what you're doing is really needed. So just don't, you know, don't give up. Okay. <laughs> there's always, there's you, always opposition. <laughs> yes, and you be encouraged too. And Taylor's going to be okay. She's going to come on the yeah. other side of it because she has great praying mama and dad and brother. I know. And, I know, I know. Um, and, you know, I know that the devil wants to pound you hard saying you messed up or you missed it or something, and that's just not true. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. I've actually been okay from that perspective. And we we have been in our own counseling, which was actually very timely because we didn't know we were gonna need it <laughs> like that. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. And so she's she's been really good at helping me especially because I do have a trauma background, you know, from my childhood. And she's been really good at helping me understand. She's like, Don't focus on what did I do or not do? She's like, you did everything you were supposed to do. And sometimes these things happen no matter how hard you try to protect your children. That's and right. she's like, she's like, the bottom line is, she's like, I can't think of anyone more equipped to help your daughter with this issue. You know, so she's been really, not just me, but my husband, you know, because he's watched me walk through trauma and recovery. So all to say, I am encouraged. It's just, it's just hard sometimes when you're, you know, you're, when you, when your kids hurt, it's just hard. Yeah, you don't absolutely. you don't want them to hurt. But at the absolutely. same time, what I'm praying most for her is that she'll maintain her faith. You know, through mm-hmm. and so and so far she has, which is a, you know, pretty yeah. incredible. Consider yes, that is. Amen. So, Amen. Thank you. Good. Thank you for the prayers okay. <laughs> and the okay. grace. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Okay. You're welcome. We'll talk. All to right. You. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.